Dove Schwartz here in Jerusalem, in the distance behind me, the Mount of Olives, the place from which our Messiah Jesus proclaimed, watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming. Welcome to the program, the program designed to help us watch therefore and be ready. program today. I'm so thankful and blessed to be here in northern Israel with our dear friend and blessing Israeli believers partner Ephraim Goldstein. Ephraim, great to be with you on Watch Therefore. Well, shalom Dov and shalom to all of our uh, viewers today. Well, Ephraim and his much better half Jeannie have been serving Messiah Yeshua, our Lord Jesus, in Israel for quite some time. And so Ephraim, why don't you share with our viewers a little bit about yourself, how you came uh, to Israel as a believer in Messiah Yeshua, and a little bit about what you do here. Well, good to, good to be here uh, with you all today. We're sitting here in uh, the city of Nahariah, which is uh, one of the northernmost city in Israel. Just a few kilometers uh, north of here is Lebanon, and uh, we're right on the Mediterranean. And if you asked me 40 years ago, 45 years ago, what's a nice Jewish boy <laughs> doing in Nahariah, believing in Yeshua and proclaiming the message of Yeshua, yeah. uh, I would have thought you're crazy. Uh, I grew up in New York City in a traditional Jewish home and uh, had a deep love for my Jewish heritage and our Jewish people. But the one thing that was never on the agenda was Jesus or believing in Jesus. Some of your friends and relatives might think you're a little Meshuggana now, huh? Uh, they would think <laughs> I'm a lot Meshuggana. Uh, but we've been at it for a long time, so time plus craziness kind of evens the surface a yeah. bit. But certainly growing up in New York, uh, the right thing for a Jewish boy to do, to believe in Jesus, was not on the agenda. And it wasn't until God really got a hold of my life when I was a young college student searching for a right relationship with God, that um, just through the invitation, challenge of a friend, a Jewish friend, who had become a believer in Yeshua, Jesus, she said, Ephraim, I found what you're looking for. Mm. And I began to examine uh, the gospel message. And really, the first time I ever heard about Yeshua as Messiah, I accepted him and realized that he is the promised Messiah. Because as a Jew, we were waiting for the Messiah to come. And when I looked at the truth concerning Messiah Yeshua, I said, he is the Messiah. And then I had the second great discovery in my life. The first was that you can be Jewish and believe in Jesus. Amen. And the second is that Jesus has come to our Jewish people. That's right. Um, and so my first commitment was to follow Yeshua as Messiah and to receive his forgiveness uh, from sins and salvation. And the other was to tell my Jewish people this good news. Oh, man. Because I felt then, like I do now, that if more Jewish people knew what I know about Yeshua, 
they would want to accept him. Hey, the golden rule is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. How could you withhold this, this good news, this gospel, after the Lord had been so good to you, forgiving you for your, your sins, amen? Well, that's exactly how I felt. And since uh, you know, 1971, I've been involved in telling my Jewish people the good news about the Messiah. Hallelujah. Um, you know, for many years, we conducted ministry in the U.S., and uh, then, um, you know, years ago, my wife and I and our two little children had a chance to make Aliyah, to immigrate to Israel, to continue this opportunity to share the good news with our Jewish people. And uh, for many years, we were in Tel Aviv, engaged in uh, ministry and outreach. You know, most people don't realize that in Israel, we have the freedom to share the message of Yeshua, the gospel, with other people. Especially in Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv is an open marketplace of all kinds yeah. of good, bad, and ugly ideas, right? <laughs> and so why not bring the truth of Messiah yeah. Yeshua, not only to Tel Aviv, but all over the you know, promised land? But, but, it's, but it's legal, and, and you can do it. And right. we're, we're engaged in Tel Aviv in proclaiming the message. Of course, the other side of the issue is there are people who are opposed to the message, and they have freedom to oppose it. Mm -hmm. But I celebrate the freedom that we have in Israel to express our faith in the Messiah, um, to worship freely, and to be able to engage in sharing the gospel with other people. You know, like I said, so many people don't realize that, that it's completely within the, the boundaries of the law to mm -hmm. proclaim our faith. And we've been doing this, uh, Jeannie and I and others have been engaged with uh, sharing this freely for, for many years. You know, now we're serving with the Chosen People Ministries. Uh, in Israel, it's called Beit Sar Shalom. Uh, and we celebrate the same freedom uh, to share the good news. That's great. Um, now, do you have a testimony? Maybe something that sticks out in your mind is an opportunity you had that became very fruitful with regard to sharing the gospel of Messiah Yeshua. You know, here in Maharia, we're, I'm leading a congregation called Or. Galil, Light of Galilee Congregation, mm -hmm. and we try to be just that, a light to the community. The community in Galilee are made up of Jews and Arabs living together. Hallelujah. Uh, the communities are really tightly uh, intertwined mm -hmm. and intermeshed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, recently I've been uh, volunteering in a local hospital, and one of the uh, men who works there for many years is a Muslim. And... So when I came to volunteer, he said, so who are you? What are you doing? And I said, well, I'm a Messianic Jew and part of a group here in Nahari. And he's, he said, I don't understand. How, you're Jewish. How could you believe in Jesus? Yeah. Now, well, I'm, I'm used glad to you hear, asked. Let me answer that I, I'm you. used to hearing that from Jewish people, <laughs> right? but from a Muslim. And he said, you know, I have a lot of respect for Jewish people. I have a lot of respect for Christians, but I've never met a Messianic Jew. And we took time to share. And I, I shared with him about 15, 20 minutes of what the gospel means to me as a Jew. Amen. And, you know, and Abraham uh, w was very glad uh, to hear that message. And so that, that's some of the surprises we have up in Western Galilee here wow. uh, in Naria is, is, you know, you don't know whether you'll be talking to a Jewish person about the Messiah or a Muslim uh, about the Messiah, Yeshua. But it's the same need. You know, people here in Galilee, in Western Galilee where we live, Jews and Arabs alike need the gospel Hallelujah. message. And I praise God that we're in a strategic position to talk to both communities 
uh, about the good news of Yeshua I HaMashiach. I bear witness with what you're saying. I like to tell people that uh, it's, it's a unique opportunity to share the gospel with Muhammad and Moses in the same week. <laughs> and the interesting thing is Muslims have some of the same objections to the gospel that Jewish people have. Yeah. In fact, I've found when I've talked to Muslims about Yeshua, they, some of them became uncomfortable. And I realized because you know, they're used to the divisions. In Israel, you're Jewish, Muslim, or Christian. Mm -hmm. And they're not used to the idea that, that a Jew could believe in Jesus uh, any more than an Arab or a Muslim could change and when I share with them, they have some of the same objections that Jewish people have, um, but you can share a little freer because it's a little more of a distance. But our burden is for my Jewish people. Amen. Um, you know, these scriptures say that, you know, Yeshua came unto his own and his own received him and not. And, and that's my burden is to bring the message to my Jewish people. But I celebrate that here in Aria, there's the communities are all intertwined and and we share on a regular basis to a lot of different people. Well, you're living out part of our mandate uh, with blessing Israeli believers and, of course, with all believers in Messiah Yeshua, Romans 1.16, that the gospel and discipleship is to the Jew first and then to the nations. Now, we're getting ready to wrap up this segment, Ephraim, and I want our viewers to know how important it is for them to sign up for a monthly newsletter. You and Jeannie send out monthly updates, and we incorporate that, those into our newsletters frequently through the year. Also, uh, people can prayerfully and financially come alongside you and Jeannie here in Israel through Blessing Israeli Believers. And could you share that with our viewers as well? Well, we have been uh, really benefited from the association. I remember meeting you of, uh, over lunch with you and your mother, yeah, and I began telling you what we're doing in ministry, yeah, and uh, you've taken us on as partners with Blessing Believers in Israel, you know, for a number of years, and we are really encouraged uh, through the support and being part of your network of Blessing Believers uh, in Israel, uh, of people who are praying and caring for us, Amen. and I know that when uh, we finally see God's final plan how the prayers of your viewers and the supporters of Blessing Believers in Israel has really helped our ministry personally, and we praise God for that and encourage you to uh, stand with us in prayer and Amen. support. Amen. To Messiah Yeshua be all the glory. Amen. Amen. Ephraim, thank you so much for being with us on yep. Watch Therefore. Uh, we're going to go to a break in just a moment, and uh, it's going to be real special and very important, the things we're going to be sharing with you. And we come back, we'll have more of Watch Therefore so that we can get ready. And that's our message. Remember, to Watch Therefore, Messiah Yeshua is coming. Any moment, be ready. I have important information to share with our viewers. This Watch Therefore television program is expanding into new areas. And I'm thankful for that because this message challenges the lukewarm, shake out of your lukewarmness and get ready for our King, Messiah Jesus, who promised that he's coming for us in the clouds to take us back to that place he's been preparing for us. Also, this Watch Therefore message challenges the lost, the signs are all around us. Get ready, repent of your sin and believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now we have ministries operating under the Watch Therefore umbrella because the faithful servant 
is watching for the master to come, but he's also doing what the master commanded. Taking the gospel and discipleship to the Jew first, then the Gentiles, Romans 1.16, are to the Jew first ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by myself and our ministry partner, John McTurnan. Ah, we're partnering with Israeli believers in Yeshua, getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, and so much more. And our To the Gentiles platform poured out for the nations. We reach out into the nations with the gospel and discipleship in Africa, uh, helping orphans and doing pastors' conferences. All there, it's so exciting. We just put a water well on the Naka Valley Refugee Settlement to help 450 orphans and vulnerable children on the camp have drinking water. Such a blessing, and we partnered together to get to do that. Now, I'm gonna talk about money here, and, and first, I like to say this. If you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please do not send any money into this program. It's our desire that you would just be our guest on the program today, and please receive Jesus as Lord. We pray even today that you would do that. For those of you who are born-again believers in Messiah Jesus, you want to lay your treasures up in heaven. What you can do is get on our monthly mailing list. You can uh, become prayer and financial partners and keep up with what we're doing in these Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's monthly newsletters. Go to watchtherefore.tv and sign up. And we trust the Lord. The airtime and what we're doing is so very expensive. But our help comes from the Lord, maker in heaven and earth. And we trust Him to raise up from our viewers faithful partners that will come alongside and together we will lay our treasures up in heaven and prepare to meet our King in the clouds. We want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Also, we're in the closing weeks of this offer of my book, America's Ark. I've been teaching uh, through the book uh, for the last many weeks. And, and so we've got a few weeks left. And if you're interested, what you can do uh, is for any gift amount that comes into the ministry, we don't want anyone not to get a book because of money. For any gift amount that comes into, into the ministry, we will send you the book, America's Ark. But what you have to do, if you're, if you're sending in a check, in the memo section, write America's Ark. And if you're giving online, then what you do is somewhere in the notes, there's a place where you can write uh, America's Ark. So be sure to do that. Now we're going back to the program. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. You may be wondering why I'm dressed like this. Well, you'll understand in just a little bit. The Watch Therefore message is that of the faithful servant in Matthew chapter 24. He's watching for the master to come and doing what the master commanded. And certainly one of those things is found in Romans 1.16, taking the gospel and discipleship in Messiah Jesus to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. We also find this in Matthew chapter 28 at the end of the chapter. And so the first part of our program, we had our to the Jew first representation of our ministry with blessing Israeli believers. And now we're going to look at the and to the nations or also to the Greek, which is another way of saying to the nations, to the Gentiles aspect of our ministry with poured out for the nations. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a testimony. We've got some old video, more recent video uh, clips and and also some scriptures, things to share with you what the Lord has done in my life and what he's doing with this ministry. And I just want to tell you, it's so fruitful. 
it's so exciting to get to participate in the family business, the kingdom of God. Well, I was very young in the faith, and I was watching a Christian television program, and there was a brother in the Lord who had returned from Africa to America, and he was sharing a testimony of how he was driving up the road, praying and rejoicing in the Lord, and there was a man who looked like he needed a ride, and he picked him up and shared the gospel with him as we were driving down the road, and the Spirit of the Lord filled the car, and the man got saved. And they both were rejoicing in Jesus, our Lord. And they said, well, maybe there's someone else who needs a ride. And they picked somebody else up, shared the gospel with him, and he got saved. And they said, well, maybe there's other people who will listen to the gospel today if we'll pick them up. They filled the whole car with new believers in Messiah Jesus. Well, I was watching this, and I was thinking, wow, it's so hard to win precious souls to Jesus the Lord in America. America is becoming so gospel hardened. I thought, oh Lord, if I could ever go to Africa and do something like this, could this be real even? Well, many years later in a parking lot, I was walking across the parking lot. And many of you know, as you truly walk with Messiah Jesus, that, uh, that his sheep hear his voice and they follow him. Well, the spirit of the Lord stopped me in the middle of this parking lot uh, in Houston, Texas and said to me, pure and undefiled religion visits orphans in their trouble with a clear implication, and you don't. Wow, I was so convicted. Uh, for anyone looking out the windows of this, uh, built in the buildings of this parking lot, they would have thought, who's this crazy man looking up in the sky talking? Because I answered back to the Lord, but Lord, I don't know any orphans. Well, he began to introduce to me some of the 150 to 200 million orphans in the world as he began to to, to uh, sovereignly and under his control just put pastors in front of me through friends of mine in America. These pastors are in Africa and they're taking care of orphans. And uh, I was praying, oh Lord, please, please send me to Africa to minister to these people. Well, I was introduced to a ministry uh, again in Texas and uh, the, the brother who leads this ministry was taking a, a small team to Ethiopia and invited me to go on this team. And I went there and he, uh, they, they left me at the truck in this small village. They left me just to stay at the truck while they went to get some water, some bottles of water. And so I was standing there by the truck and I don't know if the people in this village had even ever seen a white man before. And they started kind of gathering around me and pointing and they, they speak Amharic. That's the name of the language in Ethiopia. I don't speak Amharic. And I didn't know what they were saying, but I became a little bit uncomfortable. And they were standing around pointing at me talking. Well, the translator for our team came back to the truck and he saw what was going on. And he said, brother, preach the gospel to them. And so I did. I preached the gospel and this man translated. And almost all of them standing there held up their hands and prayed to receive Jesus as Lord. And then there were pastors with us who began to follow up with them and get their information so they could bring them in into local churches. Well, I thought, wow, we really got something here. And, and then I started going to Kenya. The Lord introduced for me a way to go to Kenya and, uh, and, and, and work with a pastor there that, that was ministering to orphans. And we ended up starting an orphan facility there in Kenya, amazingly. Uh, and, and also in these small villages, going in the streets, gathering crowds of people and preaching the gospel, and they would pray to receive the Lord. They would hold up their hands, and we had pastors that would bring them into churches, plant new churches. We saw in one week in one uh, small town, and actually a small region with a couple small towns, we saw about a 1,000 people pray to receive the Lord. 
in these villages. My, my prayer and my dreams were coming true. It was so amazing. Well, at the same time, around this time, I began uh, becoming very burdened for Rwanda and the Congo. And maybe some of you know this, that back in 1994, about a million Tutsis were killed in 100 days by the Hutus. And there's been some measure of reconciliation since then, but there's also some underlying uh, undercurrents of trouble there as well. But anyhow, uh, that spilled into the DR Congo, the Democratic Republic of Congo, where five and a half million were killed. Oh, the Lord began to put them on my heart, and he introduced me to a pastor with Rwandan Congolese dual citizenship. And this pastor took me into churches all across Rwanda and all across the Congo. And so what we would do is we would be in the streets. We would be in local churches. We would do events with hundreds of people. We even did an event where in one week we had over 30,000 people in a soccer stadium in Bukavu in the Congo. And we would see people come to faith in Messiah Jesus. We would see people get healed. Uh, we would minister to orphans. And, and we haven't stopped. Hallelujah. We continue doing so. I have been to about 10 African countries with the gospel, with discipleship of Messiah Jesus, doing pastor's conferences, ministering to orphans. Oh, it's been so exciting. And, and so what I'd like to do right now is, is to share with you what the Lord is doing with us with a special project in Uganda. You see, a lot of the trouble still exists in, in primarily the Congo, a little bit in Rwanda, but also in Burundi. And refugees are still coming in there from this region into uh, refugee camps, settlement camps uh, in Uganda. There's a really big one uh, up north in Uganda. We are in a little bit smaller one, but it's still huge as far as we're concerned. You can drive on this settlement camp for 30 minutes and still be on it. Uh, and uh, there's close to 100,000 people on this camp from all over Africa. They are uh, refugees who have been displaced. They've fled from violence primarily. And so what we do is we minister to a people group that's a sect of the Tutsis. And Pastor Lewis, uh related, or this is the people group that he comes from up in, the Con in a mountain area up in the Congo. So the program we have is called the Send It Ahead program. And I want to tell you, from the beginning of the time the Lord has led me into Africa, up until now, certainly, it's been so fruitful. People get saved when they hear the gospel. Disciples are being made. There's deep discipleship going on. We do uh, pastor's conferences, sometimes all day or two day pastor's conferences. Um, so we're really building up the body there. We minister to orphans in their trouble and widows as well. It's so special. The program we have now is called the Send It Ahead program. And the Lord has brought two people alongside me to help me kind of lead this program. And others are partnering in prayer and financially. And we're partnering with Pastor Mahozalewi, who is over this project. We call it the Send It Ahead program because Messiah Jesus told us. He said, basically, in our vernacular today, you can't take it with you when you go. Right? He said, lay up your treasures in heaven, not on earth. So you can't take it with you when you go, but you can send it ahead. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And so with this program, what we're doing, we just put a water well uh, in the Naka Valley Refugee Settlement Camp in the area where these 400, 450 children are. Uh, and uh, th there's no running water. There's uh, no electricity uh, in the daytime. It's real hot there. And uh, the children were faced with the choice of either walking a long ways for safe water 
or there's a lake nearby and it's risky and some of the children have gotten sick and, and, and it's, they're threatened with death from typhoid and other things from, from this water. And so we put a water well close to where they are and we wanna do some um, minor plumbing and some things to even get it closer. Uh, the reason it's where it is, is that's where the water is. That's where we were able to find water or we would have put it even closer to them. But there's a way that we can do this. And, and also um, there's a, a matter of giving them one extra meal per day and also teachers. Refugees are targets, especially children for human trafficking. And so what we have is a school, Pastor Lewy has organized a school with 10 certified teachers. And what we're doing is funding the teachers monthly and, and the children are doing so well, they're in school and we wanna keep it that way. They're, they're being trained up with the gospel and discipleship all through the week and they're being educated and kept safe on this refugee camp. Listen, folks, a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows is God in his holy habitation. Now, listen, uh, that's who he is. So shouldn't we be that way? And also, I'm going to Nigeria with the gospel and doors are opening up in Nigeria right now. These are a couple of the places and a couple of things the Lord is doing with me. And I'll have more about Nigeria in a little bit. But listen. This is so exciting that we get to participate in this. You can go to watchtherefore.tv, find out more. And of course, at our, during our breaks on our program, we share details about that as well. And I want to I talk to anyone who's watching today. And it may be that you're still outside the family. I talked about the family of God, uh, the kingdom business, uh, the, the family business, the kingdom of God. What do I mean? I mean, that we're in the body of Messiah Jesus. We're in the family of God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's not that just we're in church. It's not just that we have a Bible. It's not just that we give money to good causes. All those things are very important. It's not just that we pray. Listen, people in all, in all religions pray. But Jesus the Lord said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to God except through me. Have you truly received Jesus as your Savior? He lived a sinless life. I share this on almost every program. Why? Because there are people watching right now, like I watched Christian TV before I was saved. There are people right now who are watching. And you know the Lord's been talking to you. Time is running out in this program, but also time is running out in this generation. And we talk about that on this program, how the signs are all around us. The Lord Jesus is coming soon to take us to that place he's prepared for us. All hell is going to break loose on this earth. And then people are going to go to hell who don't have Jesus as Lord. But he loves you and he wants to forgive you of your sins. He died on the cross for your sins. He was buried and excuse me, hallelujah, on the third day he rose from the grave. What do I need to do? Turn away from your sins in your heart and your mind. Begin to acknowledge how bad they are and pray and ask Jesus the Lord to save you. And then he'll bring you forth with the fruit of repentance. You'll want to turn away from an ungodly life and you'll want to live for Jesus the Lord. And it's much more than religion. He'll fill you with the Holy Spirit. He'll give you a new life that honors God and is ready for him when he comes. Oh, Jesus, Lord, save, forgive, and heal, and bless all watching today who need to be saved. And bless all of our viewers, Lord. Amen. Remember to watch therefore and be ready. Thank you for joining us for our program today. Our program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveschwartz 62 at yahoo.com. That's D-O-V-S-C-H-W-A-R-Z 62 at yahoo.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website, watchtherefore.tv. 
We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is an amazing tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. Feel free to also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready.